Why do you think Moses and the Israelites wander in the desert for 40 years before they reach the Promised Land? It was only an 11-day journey after all, but it took 40 years. Why? Well, because Moses was a real man, and real men don't ask for directions. Ha! Huh. How do you think Mrs. Moses felt about that? As Christians, we too are on a journey. We're called to be followers or students of Jesus. Church people call it discipleship, and discipleship is about the journey of following Jesus. Every journey is made up of steps, and that's what our homily series for five weeks is all about, the simple steps of discipleship. There are specific steps that are essential to growing and strengthening our faith. In order to grow in a relationship with Jesus, a relationship in which he can transform us, these steps are all important to take. The steps we're talking about are aimed at simplifying, not complicating your life. STEPS is an acronym, S-T-E-P-S. -E With the first letter S, we talk about sharing our faith. Our faith actually grows as we share this message with others. The letter T is about tithing and giving. God is generous. God is a giver, and we can use our hard-earned cash to become more like our giving God. The letter E is engage, which is about small groups. Faith is personal, but not private, and we need support and encouragement from others through groups. The letter P is the practice of prayer and the sacraments. The last letter, S, we talk about service in ministry. Jesus called himself a servant, and that's what he wants his followers to be. These steps are not necessarily taken in any particular order, and neither will our homily series. Today, we're talking about the letter P, the practice of prayer. The practice of prayer as an important step of faith probably doesn't shock you, but here is what might surprise you. We may be praying wrong. Well, that can sound a bit offensive. Is there really a right and a wrong way to pray? There is. To help us understand prayer, let's look at the book of James, which is our second reading today. The book of James was written as advice to all Christians to help them grow in faith and spiritual maturity. We're looking at the fourth chapter where James asks this very poignant question. He asks, where do the wars and conflicts among you come from? Well, that's a pretty good question. Why are there wars between nations? Why are there wars in our families and at work? The news is full of conflicts that rage out in the wider world. But it isn't just out there, is it? Maybe it was in your house this weekend or even in your car this morning. Why does there have to be all this fighting? Here's what James says about that. Is it not from your passions that you make war? You covet, but do not possess. You kill and envy, but you cannot obtain. By passions, James means collectively all the ways in which we want more. There is this disordered part in all of us that wants what we want and when we want it. This can be envious and selfish. There is conflict on the outside because there is war on the inside. And this is where prayer enters the picture. James writes, you do not possess because you do not ask. Sometimes we don't have because we don't pray about it. How often does that happen? For example, sometimes we waste no time in getting annoyed or angry with each other 
But did we stop to pray about being frustrated with the other and ask God to help us with that emotion? Do we ask God to help us to change on the inside? Uh, maybe not. Or James writes, you do ask, but do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Hmm. Do you know why God answers some of our prayers with a resounding no? James says we are praying for the wrong things, maybe even foolish or selfish things. In prayer, of course, we receive a positive response if we ask the right way. When we bring our needs to God and ask the right way, we can receive a positive response. Well, how do we do that? James writes, submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves to God. The word submit is challenging and interesting. The meaning in the original Greek was a military term in which one military force aligned itself with another military force of far greater power and authority. It was a strategic decision aimed at success and victory. Prayer is like that. When you pray in a way in which you are submitting to God, a force of greater power and authority, that is a strategic decision aimed at success and victory. Then James comes to the main point of prayer. James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The point of prayer is not about getting what we want or trying to manipulate God to give us what we want. The point of prayer is drawing closer to God so we can hear his voice and follow him. Then James says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. That is to say, go to God with a humble heart. Pray in a manner in which you confess that God is God and you are not, and he will exalt you. When you approach God in prayer with a humble heart, you submit to him. That's why kneeling is such a great posture for prayer. Use your needs and your wants to draw closer to God. It is a lifelong lesson to learn. It is a lifestyle choice to keep meeting God in prayer. And when you commit to that lifestyle choice, you will experience a significant reduction in unhealthy conflict in your life. So how do we get better at prayer? How do we pray so that we grow in our relationship with Jesus? Let's look at three things. First, you have to practice it. Prayer is just like working out and exercise. Do it rarely and it's difficult. So as a result, you don't like it. And as a result, you do it even less. When it comes to prayer, it's helpful to understand that most of us are beginners. The majority of Christians remain beginners and that's okay. Acknowledging that will help keep us from becoming discouraged or impatient with others. The second thing is you need a plan to practice. That is, you need content. You need something to pray, something to say. We suggest you use a daily devotional. A devotional is a specific spiritual or scriptural reading. There are many free ones. We have a few free ones listed in our bulletin today, right on the cover of the bulletin. Third, identify a regular time and place to practice. For your daily quiet time, find a time that works best for you. Maybe start with just 10 or 15 minutes a day. If you are a morning person, do it first thing in the morning. And if you're not a morning person, if you're no fun to be around in the morning, even as Jesus himself doesn't want to be around you in the morning, then find a different time that works for you. A time when you can bring the most energy and thought to your prayer. And then determine a place. 
a place where you can go and be alone with God. As you keep going to that place, whether it's your favorite chair at home or somewhere quiet in your office, it will actually become a more sacred and holy place. So those are the three things you do with prayer to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Number one, practice your prayer frequently. Number two, have some content like a daily devotional. And number three, identify a time and place to practice. Lastly, if you want to change up your daily routine as you pray once per week and have a very special place to pray once per week, consider coming to Eucharistic Adoration sometime between Friday morning to Saturday morning right here in the chapel at St. Mary. This practice of prayer also connects us directly to Sunday Mass where we receive the Word of God as He gives Himself to us in Scripture and in Holy Communion. Your Sunday worship is going to be far richer and more rewarding. It's going to be the nourishment and encouragement that it's meant to be if it is matched with your daily prayer. In turn, the Eucharist can be the source and summit of a life lived with prayer. Prayer is the game changer when it comes to the better you you're aiming at. The you who is increasingly free from anger and pride and war and conflict because we're bringing that stuff to God instead of to our other relationships. Prayer is essential if we are to win the war inside of us, submit to God, and grow as disciples. Discipleship is simply following the Lord step by step. This is not about starting off perfectly. It is a journey. And it's about getting started and getting some direction. It's following the Lord step by step in the direction of discipleship. A little bit more today than yesterday. A little bit more tomorrow than today. And in the process, our life is simply more successful. The steps are steps to life change. The steps are steps to help you transform your life and your relationship with Jesus step by step. What is your next step? How about prayer? <laughs>